Hey everybody, welcome back to The Best Thing Ever, a show about the stuff your friends like. As you know, I can be somewhat of a hater. That's a thing, a reputation that I have, well-deserved reputation. This week I've hated things like streaming services, landlords, the web service formerly known as Twitter, and bagged salad kits. And I'm obviously right about all of those, but I'm trying to balance those out on the internet by putting out a show about things that I like and things that my friends like and trying to show each other why. So each week one of us picks a topic, gives a presentation, a deep dive into that topic's history and philosophy, and then we rank it on the master list of best things ever. Today, we're talking about the moon, guys. That's what's happening. We're going to, we're going to the moon figuratively. And uh, we're gonna talk about such great things as Russian dogs, nerds behaving badly, and 100 bags of poo. All that and more. Coming up on today's deep dive, is let that, me introduce you to the panelists. Is that a host. lot of poo or a, a yeah. little bit of poo? I mean, I think that's sort of up to you to decide. It depends keep, on whether or not you got a shovel. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to hand this out as a thought, and then you can decide whether it's more or less than you were expecting. You, you look at Buzz, and you look at the other two, and you tell me which ones, you know, left heavier bags. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I don't like that part as much. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to introduce your host in a game that I call Two Hosts and a Lie. Uh, I'm going to tell you a fun fact about everybody, and one of them will not be true. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. I'm a comedian, uh, and a fun fact about me is I once stopped for a Slurpee in the middle of a cross-country meet. Also, join- could be true, could be not true. We'll find out at the end. Also joining us, uh, our chief marketing officer, Mr. Ezra Fox. Fun fact about you, you won a mail-in pun contest. Yeah, yeah. I sent in uh, you know, 10 puns to see if I could win, and one pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to soldier on after that. It's hard to like muster the energy to keep going, uh, but we must. Um, also joining us, our chief historian, Mr. Anthony Lopez, and a fun fact about him is he's going to be a, a dad in about a month. Yeah, um, so we'll we'll find out if that's true or not in about a month. Uh, <laughs> and we'll check in, in 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 an hour on this show, and then again in a month. Yeah. Uh, what and then the we have fuck a very do you have against bag salads? I got what, what, what so, so here's the issue with bag salad. I, just... I love a, a salad kit, um, but I believe the manufacturers of salad kits use it as an excuse to hide one chunk of like the stem that they can't sell anywhere else to make weight. Like every bag salad has one piece of just just green garbage, just food garbage that is inedible. Like they cut the stalk off a cauliflower and like for three ounces and put it in that bag. Every bag. Mm. I mean, so you're, you're saying not... like the salads are getting cut with bad lettuce. This like is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, stepped you're, on. Yeah, exactly. You're stepped on the salad. <laughs> your bag salads are stepped on salads. Is what you're That's saying. That's my theory. That's my okay. issue, really. Okay. Other than That's that, good. I like them. Very curious where that. That is for some reason I'm really stuck in my crawl. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck does he have against bag salad? I want I everyone to be like when I list those to be just mad, just like just grinding on it for at least ten minutes. Um, and then rounding our panel, we have a very special guest today. Uh, Hunter is traveling, but filling in uh, more than ably is a comedian, a regular on the show. Uh, her name is Bree Pruitt. You can find her on Instagram at Bree Pruitt, um, spelled with two T's. And a fun fact about you, Bree is uh, you can sing one song from every page of a karaoke book. It's true. And I haven't even really tested myself. I just know I can. <laughs> I love the confidence. Do you, are you, you making a pro- promise of a certain amount of quality? Do you mean uh, the memorization? Do you mean, like, you could just rock? I'm capable. Yeah, yeah I'm capable. Ooh. Yeah, all, all of With the all- above, kind of. Yeah. 
What wow. what would be your best page? Um, <laughs> I think I've asked you before on a different show, but what's your what's your get the karaoke room into karaoke song? Motown. Uh, oh. Dancing in the street would probably be my oh. number one. Get the, everyone, get the bar, especially leaves, because <laughs> they gotta go out to the yeah, street. Yeah. They're like, well, we gotta oh, leave karaoke. Oh, sure, sure. You gotta you gotta try a dancing in the bar you're already at. It's not as catchy. <laughs> yeah, dancing but... in the bar. And if you've never seen Brie do Nothing Else Matters by Metallica, you have not lived <laughs> until you've seen. Yeah, what's your if the, if there's a whole page of Metallica? Do you have a? Oh, I lo- I love Metallica. I I would I would. Whiskey Absolutely, smash and destroy. Um, mm, yeah. uh, turn the page is is a yeah. good one. Yeah, and that's a cover, but that's a good one. Definitely hear you do that. And oh, yeah. Sandman and, would be fun. Yeah, you could even yeah. you'd even do that little voice with the prayer. You'd be ready for it. Mm. Now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. An all creepy kid uh, karaoke session where just oh, just those kind idea. of moments. Yeah. Wait, you're doing a mashup of just the creepy kid moments, or you're doing a creepy kid well, singing everyone, everything else? And uh, nothing I else you, matters. I think you, you can only... No, I mean, you get normal people who only can pick songs that have a creepy kid voice in it. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Can you name three other songs with creepy kid voices in them? <sighs> Come play with us, Danny? Is that... <laughs> The I got three off the dome, so yeah, you're good, sure. Ezra. Okay, yeah, Bree. Yeah, go, yeah, go, go, go. Oh, oh, you want me to say them? Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, one is part of the, unless there was a bluff. Final Meningitis by Ween. Anthony, you know that song? Yeah, It's yeah. a really weird song. Uh, there's a song called Oh La La Baby with a little child. It's a house song from the 90s. Oh, okay, okay. Don't know that one. And how about, like, I don't know, Castle on the Cloud from Les Mis? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, pretty yeah. creepy. <laughs> I, okay, so great well, list. I mean, Very well I, done. I, you know, I can also I love throw the out move, there. I though, you know, where you were like, like, wait, I have to say them? I could, yeah. Oh. And <laughs> um, you know, Good Thriller luxury. by Michael Jackson, because Vincent Price is a child at home. Oh, you know? that's not bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on from karaoke, because we have a lot of moon to cover today. Uh, before we start on the uh, my deep dive into the moon, I want to do our core memory check. And uh, since we have all four always lived in a time where uh, somebody's stepped on the moon um, by throwing in some crappy salad, here's my question to you guys. What is a non-moon-related news story you remember watching live? What are, like, defining live news moments? I got one. I got one that yeah. stands out. This is yeah. something I'm not very proud of. But uh-huh. um, when I was a child, um, I was a big fan of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I was a big <laughs> fan of that show, and it aired every week on UPS. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I, w- I would watch it religiously. I was a big fan. And one day, I go on to fucking sit down to watch the one good goddamn thing in my life, Hanging with Mr. <laughs> Cooper. And the episode starts, like, the cold open begins... And we get that. And then right as the credits, though, the news uh, interrupts because some some chick in England died in a car crash. And I was supposed to give a fuck. And I'm a child. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there. <laughs> and everyone is freaking out. with Mr. Cooper. I'm just trying to hang with Mr. Cooper. And all yeah. of a sudden, all anyone wants to talk about, they have to interrupt the show to tell me some, some girl died in a car wreck. Because yeah. some people with cameras were chasing her, and I had no idea who she was because I was a very stupid child. 
And wow. I was just like, I was so confused. Um, and that's how I learned that Princess Diana died and who yeah. Princess Diana was. You and first I learned never that she learned existed. Yeah. How Mr. Cooper got out of that situation he found himself <laughs> in. So it's a really it's a two learning two things, never learning a third thing. Wow. I mean that's um, that's added interesting just because of the cut in. Like I don't like yeah. we'll probably never again have news cut into a live thing we're watching. That's just not the world we live in. No, I mean people don't really unless it's I, during a sport. Probably we yeah, will not. It it's has not, to be. It's not like Hulu is going to switch over and be like, "Hey, we're going to come back to this program you meant to stream, well, but in the meantime, here's something else you didn't click I, on." I have yeah. one that still would affect. It would still work today. Okay. Okay. So mine, I think I, I would have been four, um, and uh, this is like October 1989. Um, I was watching Sesame Street, and the screen starts like just goes black basically followed up by the hanging mirror on the wall starts like kind of basically swaying back and forth and the whole house just starts shaking. And so this is a cut in live of the earthquake in the Bay Area, uh, which is still possible now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize this was the news story that was interrupting my podcast, but, uh, but I was, I was living it. Uh, so that that counts. Uh, it definitely does count. Uh, that way, and today, yeah, even if you're streaming, Mm -hmm. there would still, an earthquake would still get, get get into it. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think it was, I want to say it was the second Iraq war. I didn't watch it, um, because, but I was in, in school. I was, I, was in a, I was taking a community college class at the time, and the, the war launched, and there were people in the class were like, teacher, we have to watch this. This is really important news. And he was like, I do not give a shit. We're going to learn biology. And then we didn't mm-hmm. watch it, and we did not. So you couldn't cut in with that yeah, war. We were too busy that, not that bio biologying. Teacher. Yeah. Bree, do you have a live news memory? I think I gotta go white bronco chase. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I was there for that one that too. That was a really yeah wild. We day. my they loved TV news at my house, and that was a real that was a real popcorn toss back. Well, yeah, I mean, news no, we, moment. We talked about this a little bit in the new metal episodes. We were talking about the '90s, but like yeah. the white bronco chase and like the OJ Simpson trial in general is like it was the like first one's free drug dealer mentality like as a society we have been chasing that high with right. every mm-hmm. news story and That's every way we what present- tiktok is for yeah. like it's just recreating that sweet sweet like drama unfolding before our eyes feeling yeah yeah it really also says a lot about the world we live in that like like, I'm surprised none of us said 9-11. Um, 9-11, I can see, you know, obviously was a big TV moment for all of us, although you could definitely see how someone would think not a great riff topic for the top of a hot comedy podcast. Mm. Uh, although the kids on have... TikTok do love 9-11 jokes. That's a thing about yeah. Gen Z, because they weren't as as there. Boy, mm-hmm. they love you know, 9-11 jokes ever, on that platform. Have I ever told you guys my, my 9-11 story? My, like, uh, my... um. My mom's reaction to 9-11, which I think is really funny. Uh, I don't so think it was you like, did. I'm open to it. was to early it. morning. I was going to school. My dad's watching the news. 9-11 is on because it was September. It was 9-11. Right? <laughs> I was like, what was he going to do? It was 9/11. Day. Yeah, 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 it was that. That was when you were expecting um, it. So, But my mom hadn't gotten up yet. My mom got up, and she saw it. And her first reaction to watching the 9-11 was like, this is not funny, you guys. This is a weird prank. And she mm. went to the DVD yeah. player and she opened it, 
And she was like, there's no DVD in here. How are you doing? My mom thought her first reaction was that there's some kind of service that you could sign up for that creates like horrific videos. And then you would like play that for someone first thing in the morning to prank them. So what you're saying was on um, 9-11, your mom had a million dollar business idea. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You just didn't act on. But yeah, she like didn't believe it for like the first while. She just thought we were like pranking her. Like this is a really elaborate prank we did. Yeah. Um, and then she didn't want me to go to school because she was positive they were going to blow up my school in Wilsonville, Oregon. This was because also that true was at definitely... my in Reno, Nevada, that they canceled yeah. classes because they thought they were a target because there it was a community college and they thought there was some scientific stuff happening there that but terrorists yeah, I just might want to get idea at. And that, that is, is not like true. The World Trade Centers, the Pentagon, the White House... Wilsonville High School, baby. That's you want to take it, down America. Targets. Those are the to- the hard targets you hit. Well, so one, so the thing that all these have in common is, with the, I guess, with the exception of uh, the White Bronco Chase, they're all huge bummers. And that one is like the White Bronco Chase is like is pretty wild. It, I wouldn't call it good yeah. news, but it's like that's a pretty exciting. That long news event. You could keep watching yeah. that for a while. That it was, was that hard was not to watch, it, to watch it. Let's talk about a news story that happened before we were around to watch it, but I think uh, has, a, has a different vibe to it. Let's take our deep dive. So our topic is loosely the moon, but specifically the Apollo 11 landing on the moon. That's what I want to talk about. We're talking about the moon mm. landing in today's deep dive. All right. So this presentation is titled The Greatest PR Stunt of All Time. <laughs> So first, let's rewind. What's the moon, you guys? What is the moon? It's Earth's kid sister who always wants to play, even though she's not old enough to hold the controller. It's uh, hiding its back from us. It won't let us see its back, ever. Uh, It's moving the oceans around without our permission. It's way farther away than you think. It's really fucking far away. And it's there. It's always there. Wait. That's the thing about the moon. Isn't it not there like half the day? Like, actually, all the day? I mean, it's... Sometimes it is around during the day. What? That's the thing about the moon. You don't think about it, but then it's like, I'm still here. When I can't you see look at it, me. it's there. Well, so I'm not just talking about object permanence. It's something you can see it during the day. But yeah, if you don't have object permanence, it does leave <laughs> okay. for half the day. That's true. Um, but I think the fact that the moon is just like hanging out there all the time really is important. And I'm going to come back to that in a second. But it is, it's just like we got Earth's cool little sister who's hanging out up there. Um, What's going on with us getting to the moon, though? Here's the funny slash sad thing about space travel. Uh, Science fiction makes it seem like going places in rockets is inevitable. Not just that it would be cool, but it's like so much science fiction is people going to other planets that it just seems like, of course we will. Like, I I definitely grew up thinking this way. I don't know if you guys felt this way. I definitely assumed we would just be going to planets by the time I was old. I mean, they're there. So, yeah. They're there. They're always there. That's true. Although you can't see them like you can the moon. Um, the other thing about space travel is nerds want to do it so bad. Uh, and the other thing about it that makes it kind of sad is governments do not give a shit about space travel as a rule. Governments don't care at all. Like Dwight Eisenhower famously said when people were trying to talk about a mission to the moon said, I, we have no enemies there. <laughs> Why would we go to the moon? There's no I, enemies on the moon. You build a fort that, and then, then the, no enemies come, no, not to come. The, uh, no, the enemies oh, you, come. You, you, plane, keep you have to build something that people want for the enemies to show up. Like that famous Kevin Costner movie where he builds a baseball field and then goes to war with Russia yeah. over it. Well, <laughs> a Russian baseball team, maybe. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, they will show up. You might say, wait, you don't, governments don't want to go? What about John F. Kennedy? He wanted to go to the moon. He gave that big speech. We're going to go to the moon and do the other things in the next decade, you know, where he said decade wrong. Uh, Kennedy did not want to go to the moon. He didn't want to go to the moon so badly. Uh, this is a fun fact that I learned this week that I did not know before this. He hated the he hated it. It was too expensive, and he tried to get out of it so many times. I did not know this. This is a thing. Like, we talk about Kennedy and the moon all the time. I had no idea until I learned this this week researching this. Kennedy twice tried to get Russia, instead of racing us to the moon, to partner with us on a moon mission, a joint moon mission. Once in private with Khrushchev, and then once he at the UN, he was like, we should stop wasting our money building two rockets. Let's each put in half. Let's do like we'll go splits. We'll go Dutch I'm, it, on a rocket it's a to the moon. Pool. I mean, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Uh, you get the HOV lane. Absolutely makes sense to carpool to the moon. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So Kennedy hated the idea of going to the moon. Also, just for those watching along in our uh, visuals on YouTube.com/slash Alex Falcone, uh, for some I put this, this image is from uh, Business Insider, and for some reason. They added the moon spookily hovering over JFK while he's giving his moon speech, even though it's the middle of the day. Yeah. See, that's the thing, Ezra. You never know when it's going to pop up behind the bleachers. It does look like a kind of Majora's Mask situation for people who know the... Oh, uh, yeah. He has words. three yeah, days. This moon is definitely going to um, destroyed. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you look in close, yeah. you can see Oswald with the sniper rifle just sitting on top of the moon. <laughs> uh, well, oh, he was so a moony. Kennedy's assassination is going to come up again because mm. it is important. So, so basically, the, like the the soup that we're mixing before uh, the uh, American before NASA went to the moon was that nerds have been trying to get governments to go to the moon for a really long time, and basically every nerd who goes into rockets is like, I want to do civilian space travel, and the governments are like, Cool, we're not going to fund that, and so in order to actually get to do something, the nerds had to make a Faustian bargain, a deal with the devil which they made over and over and over again through history, which is, okay, but what if we built a missile and then I could sort of use it on my own to go to the moon? Go I ahead, say, Scientists, you know, used to be like, the guy who invented rocket fuel, John Parsons, uh, was, is that his name? He, he was like, he was really into... Yeah, Parsons was at the, it was at the JPL, right? Yeah, he right? founded the like, um, propulsion laboratory. He was really into... Satanism yeah, yeah. and sex yeah, yeah. magic. From, from, uh, yeah. uh, and he was really good friends with Elvon Hubbard. Yes. Okay, they, so that's true. There, Jack yeah. Parsons did do a little bit of sex magic. It's pretty cool I guy. I do a long uh, 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 podcast about Jack Parsons. It's less sex magic than you'd hope. I mean, a, a little goes a long way in my book. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, Jack Parsons was, well, uh, Jack Parsons is a really interesting figure, too, because a lot of times when people talk about the history of rockets in America, they're like, that one Nazi guy did all of the work. And he did do a lot of mm. the work. But we had some homegrown crazy people like Jack yeah. Parsons, who was into sex magic, who invented rockets in uh, California yeah. as well. Well, he's into hanging out with L. Ron Hubbard, doing sex magic. And, and so, I mean, clearly it shows that, like, there's something there because they both went on to be very successful in their own ways. So maybe sex magic <laughs> works. Um, I just want us to realize we're comparing sex magic to Nazis, and that's well, not no, it. We're comparing sex magic them, uh, isn't hurting anybody. No, unfavorably, they're different. No, I mean, we're, we're saying there's two different like tracks. There's two different tracks you can be on in life, right? You can either be with the cool sex, sex magic <laughs> sex people or, or Nazi, Nazi right? <laughs> yeah. Inside me live two wolves. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I, should, I, should say, I, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on uh, on von Braun. Uh, he is a very complicated figure who is absolutely a Nazi and a piece of shit. Isn't there a big statue of him outside of NASA's headquarters? Yeah, I mean he, he. So NASA like. So NASA captured him after the end of World War II. He had invented the V-2 rocket in Germany, and they took, they took the first round draft pick of the yeah. best Nazi scientists and brought them over to America, and they ended up starting a lot of NASA. And von Braun, and then later NASA was like, hey, we've changed our mind. We kind of don't like you as much. And then they've kind of pushed this all under the rug, um, which is fine. I don't know. I think being under the rug is where a statue of him would belong. Um, Sounds like they got to get Antifa down there and tear it down. Before, yeah, if that still exists, I'd be all for tearing down that statue. I think that's totally fine. And I would put up one of Jack Parsons, and he would be doing some sort of sex magic. Uh, yeah. the... Okay, that's kind of cool. I, look, statues are not that great. All right, I'm down with every... Yeah. Get, look, there's no statue where I'm like, man, I'm glad that's there instead of like a vending machine. I'd rather have a vending machine. How about a statue of the damn moon? Why has it got to be a man? Aren't you guys into science and the planetary bodies? Yeah. If it was a moon, I would still rather it be yeah. a vending machine. Could it be a moon statue that is vending? Why don't all statues have vending yeah. options? That would they be should some... all be robots that work mm. for us. <laughs> for pay. For pay. It's a fair exchange, I think. One... Bring me a soda, Jack Parsons. <laughs> And then he like does some sort of magic and comes with his, out of his dong, and then you get a soda. Yeah. Um, one of the, one thing about uh, von Braun that is that I did not realize. Another fun fact I learned about him is that he made a series of diversity and inclusion videos for NASA later. So I don't know. Maybe he learned his lesson, or maybe he was just willing to do what anybody asked or him to just do. Like, look, it's very diverse. They accept Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> It's possible. I mean, so this, but this is, he's like a perfect example of this. It's like he was uh, a science fiction obsessive, obsessed kid. He was a nerd. He, he wanted, he didn't want to build rockets to send people to the moon. He wanted to build rockets to go to the moon himself. Mm. Like he was fully into that. And at every stage he was like, hey, Nazis, can I build a, a rocket to the moon? And they were like, no. And he's like, all right, what if instead of me and the moon, I built the same rocket and it was to kill people? And they were like, absolutely. Mm. And so... And that's every, and that's that was true of people in the Terrible. U.S. Although they weren't Nazis, but yeah. So rockets were in the U.S. and globally were like, what if this was like a gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of the uh -huh. main reasons you do so the reasons you government is willing to do space stuff is like obviously launching just missiles, la launching nuclear weapons on rockets, and the same rocket that you use on an ICBM can be used for civilian space travel. And one of the reasons why governments would agree to do civilian launches was basically to be like. You know, there's a person on that, but like between you and me, look how much stuff I could put on this missile. That could have been a nuclear warhead. Yeah. So it was a lot of showing off for each other that way. Yeah. It's the other like thing was. You got these explosives over here, but you don't want them over here. You want them over there. You got to get them yeah, over you, there, you know? You want them over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually how uh, catapults got made, too. Is people just loved flying through the air, but they couldn't get governments <laughs> to finance them. So they go, it's like, well, what if we can... Yeah, all the original... Big all these great trebuchet explorers, yeah. but they had to allow it to be a weapon. Yeah. There's, there's a battering ram guy who just wanted to break a nut, and he was like, well, yeah. I guess we can use a smash door also, but really, I just want this walnut open, please. Yeah, I just wanted to bust the nut. Normal things. Um, okay, so... Sex magic. So, so all of these different nerds on all these different countries were building, building rockets that they wanted to do sci-fi with, but instead were having to do weapon stuff. 
and it, it's, it's, it really is like sad. This is true of Jack Parsons too. Is they wanted to make space travel, but they couldn't get any money, and so the U.S. government was like, "Well, if you used, if you made Jados, which are like uh, putting a rocket on an airplane so it can take off really fast," they're like, "Cool, that'll do for now." And then later, we'll trick you and we'll make it a space program. So we're doing that here. We take the we do the first round draft picks of Nazi scientists. We bring them over here. The Russians take over East Germany, so they get all of the rocket facilities and all the B level scientists. So. We split up all of the Nazi scientists. Everybody's building these rockets. And then Russia is just doing it way better than us. So and our it's like first satellite team, is like a bad news bears. Like they were like, they were not, this is like not the first draft pick and they were crushing. That is such a, well, wait, no, cause it's, it turns around then. Cause then we were the underdogs for a long time. And then we actually ended up winning the moon race. So like there's, there's multiple levels of underdogs. It, it switches quickly, but so so uh, Eisenhower agrees to launch a satellite, although he wants to do it because secretly he wants spy satellites. But he's like, sure, I'll do a space satellite. Uh, and he tries to launch Vanguard and it blows up. Later, Apollo 1, the first, uh, uh, the first step on our moon missions, uh, caught fire on the landing pad, killing everybody on board. We were very bad at it. We oh, were God. really bad at this for yeah. a while. Russia, very good at it. They put Sputnik up there first before we were even close to a satellite. Sputnik is just like a metal beach ball that goes beep. Which is like not that cool, but it's like no one else yeah, was doing it. Yeah, pretty cool at the time. Um, yeah, they also. It's kill- like the pong of the space yeah. race. <laughs> it's a very, it, yeah, if we could have batted it back to them, full on space pong, that would have been great. Uh, they also sent a dog named Laika up to die in space, um, which also, again, it's like, is it that cool? You could just kill a dog in space. How impressive is that? But at the time, well, people thought it was pretty neat. It's one of those things, um, you know, that when you hear them talk about the space, what I, one of the things I really love about like early space travel is like you hear them talk about like these like unknowns and not being able to assume anything, right? And there was like it's so true. This, like this proto scientists that were like, well, even if we send someone up in capsules, because there's no gravity, what's going to keep your eyes in your head, right? People were just like you. Your body's just gonna fall apart. Yeah. Who knows what's gonna happen Crazy. in space, right? Of course, that doesn't happen yeah. in space when you go up there. But the only way, to, what, are you gonna test that? No, you're gonna put some kind of monkey or dog in there and test that. See if their eyes stay in there. Yeah, head, right. Like just yeah. really yeah. having uh, no idea. True. It was so much about not knowing. There's like this famous. It makes a lot of sense. Go ahead, bro. But yeah, now that you've talked about a dog that died my mom is never going to listen to this podcast so sorry i'm so sorry well this is the thing about like as you hear about them sending a dog into space and uh it was they never had a plan for getting like a back this was not like it like if things did go wrong like her i think i can't remember if it was her heater or her cooling but one of her her hvac systems failed and she ended up dying after three days but she was always going to die after a week like there was no plan to bring like a back this is a weird thing Um, to name a studio after for the record but that's the thing. If you forget, like we don't talk very much about what happened to Leica, but not great. It's a bad story uh, for Leica. So Russia is incredibly good at gloating, and this is how good at gloating they are: is uh, during a, uh, a summit, uh, the Russian president gave Kennedy a dog that was the puppy of the second dog in space, mm. um, and he was like, "So here is the your wife asked about the dog." Uh, when we had dinner the other night, so here is a puppy from that dog that we sent to space. So that at Kennedy's home was a reminder every day about how he got his ass owned by the Russians at space. Actually, and also I it's I think, very cute. Uh, his name was Pushinka, be, and it was very cute. 
puppy based shade for everything i think from now on is what i want among like in, in like statescraft like i think just anytime anyone wants to like do anything just it's just it's you can only talk in dogs that's what i want just and it's like I, well, this I mean is look at this picture of Pushinka and tell me that you wouldn't both feel owned and also like really if, fall in love with it look if at this it. is not a very uh, I don't, that's cute. Okay, I, I I like this puppy. I got nothing against this puppy, but you're not a dog. No, guy, I, I, I like dogs. I, I fuck you, Alex. I, I'm plenty enough of a dog oh, guy. Okay. All right, but okay, here's okay. my problem: is like this is such a good metaphor for like the leaders of the two most powerful super nations on the earth at the time bantering and like giving puppies as like shade and as like a gift while like. Hundreds of thousands of young men and women and children brutally die in proxy wars across the globe um, while they are, like, giving well, puppies back and forth and making jokes about we're gonna it. Get, it's cool. It's a good time. We're going to get back to Vietnam. Don't worry. Vietnam is going to come up here in a second. One other fun fact about Pushinka, the uh, We Owned Your Ass dog that was given to Kennedy. Uh, everybody at the, uh, at the CIA assumed it was a spy. So they ran it through so many tests to make sure there wasn't like secret recording mm. devices inside this adorable puppy. And it turns out it was just a puppy just a, well, and a metaphor. A good, good it was puppers. Both. That's all. Yeah. A, just an adorable puppers and a metaphor. Okay. So I kind of miss that paranoid era of the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a spy. The, the part of the Cold War where they're like, is this dog a spy is really great. Yeah. That's the only we part that understand. I really like. In the these people are speaking in some kind yeah. of code. They keep uh, they keep talking about stuff we don't understand. They're they're speaking another well, language. Yeah, we gotta so remember so though. Like at the same time, while they're testing this dog for spy gear, across the hall they have somebody taking LSD, trying to walk through walls and do remote viewing. Right. So like it doesn't seem that weird when right. it's like you're walking to get your coffee so and there's like. People, Dude, what a crazy office yeah, building to work people in. People trying to kill goats with their brains in one room, and someone <laughs> trying to walk through walls <laughs> in another room. Like the CIA it, in the 50s, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Is a crazy yeah. place to work? Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, okay. So, Aliens yeah. were there, for sure. <laughs> so there, so there's all these nerds who want to build space stuff, and the government's like only letting them build, build weapons. But at some point, we're going to turn into a civilian space program, because we live in the future. We know what happened. So what happened? Well, you might think, well, Lyndon B. Johnson really wanted to go to space, because he talked a lot about it in public. But actually, he didn't really care at all about space. But Lyndon Johnson sort of took over the space medal first when he was a senator, because when Russia launched Sputnik, the initial reaction in America was mostly like, neat. Like people were not, there's this like, we have this idea of like the Sputnik moment where Russia beats us to space and then this huge, but most, like there's a bunch of like, a bunch of contemporaneous interviews from the first few days after Sputnik where people around America are like, hey, cool thing humanity just did. <laughs> We put a thing in space. Like, people were generally cool about it. And, and in fact, Eisenhower, when it happened, like, his, he just released a short he – he was on vacation. He put out a statement that was like, congratulations, great work, guys. And then that was it. Didn't care about it at all. And Sputnik was part of originally, like, a year-long, uh, like, Earth-wide science year called, like, the geological year or something. It was, like, a science where we all agreed to do science together about studying the Earth. And it was a science project. And it was, like, neat. People thought it was neat. And then Johnson, a senator uh, in the opposing party to uh, Eisenhower, was like, what if I got America scared to hurt this man's political chances because historically you can't go out of business selling America fear? So he started all these hearings about how Russia was going to destroy us in space. He gave these and they were super effective and everyone got really scared about Sputnik. The end of the hearings, 
he had this speech where he was like, Russia's going to take over the moon. They're going to use it to build lasers. They're going to control the weather. If you control the moon, you control Earth, which like mm. could not be further. Fr- it's like it's like if you control the Mariana Trench at the bottom of the sea, you okay. control Earth. Like this, you just, you're, if you're far away from Earth, you don't control Earth. Counterpoint, Alex. Starting with Papua New Guinea is a really solid risk strategy. So like you I don't know what the sure going to be. Say that. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, that is I mean, true. If you start small and build, you think the yeah. land war in Russia right now is tough? Imagine a land war in Moon Russia, right? Like that shit. <laughs> like <laughs> that shit already would be. It's tough, so true. Right? So Lyndon Johnson, first of all, wanted to embarrass Eisenhower. Worked really, really well. Then he became the vice president under Kennedy. After basically, like, partly on the like fear of Russia and Eisenhower's too weak ticket that uh, Kennedy ran on, then <laughs> too weak on Vice the moon. President, then Johnson wanted to use all of this funding to do what politicians love to do: spread some pork fat mm. around everywhere. So when he was vice president, he got in charge of a lot of NASA funding, and he would just call up NASA and be like, "Hey, I need you to build a research base in Alabama. I need you to build this thing in Texas. I need you to give this money to Florida. I need you to give this money to this university." And he took all of this huge pile of funding the government was doing to try to beat Russia and use it to just pay his friends and try to like technologicalize these cities in the south that he yeah. really liked. And then later when he became president, he took over the mantle of going to the moon full on. So Kennedy announces the moon even though he's trying to get out of it. And then when Kennedy dies, uh Lyndon Johnson is like, this would be good for me to distract from Vietnam. So he went around, because he's doing a terrible job in Vietnam. So he's telling everybody, uh, this was Kennedy's dying wish. We have to go to the moon because this is what John F. Kennedy wanted, despite the fact that John F. Kennedy really did not want to do this. Uh, but he used that. Uh, I, like, all of this is just such a, the way humans are all the time. I, like, just taking people's, uh, misremembering the dead. It's like one of our favorite things to do as a people. I love it if LBJ, like, use this card a couple other times where it's like, it is Kennedy's dying wish like cut in front of you in line for the cafeteria and take this meatloaf before you. I want the, <laughs> Kennedy wanted me to have this end Kennedy's piece. It was Kennedy's dying wish that you give this money to my best friend who owns a su- uh, uh, owns a factory in Alabama. Kennedy's yeah, dying I mean, wish that kind of stuff. was for me to finally get pants big enough for my balls. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had twenty percent discount. I don't know if you ever heard about Lyndon B. Johnson. He's a, he's a weird guy. He's I did. He had like a ball. Yeah, thing, he had right? really really big testicles. Uh, and he would talk about. Him. He was con- he was <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson was uh, a really weird guy. Uh, he would like yeah. make everyone aides go to the bathroom with him. Uh, like yeah. and he was oh, really into like oh, ha- right. he was constantly talking about how big his balls were and his pants never fit his balls. Yep. Um, so he might have also yeah. been an amateur yeah. sex magician. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> no, but, I, I mean he did, he had some interesting progressive agenda yeah. bits, and then also like basically got us Vietnam, into yeah. Vietnam because he never wanted to admit that he was wrong about anything. Like he did a lot of but terrible yeah, things. his work on terms uh, of like civil rights and integration and stuff is like yeah. super important. But yeah, his like yeah, it's really a lot of it's overshadowed by him getting us into Vietnam. So we get to this point. So Johnson wants to use the money uh, now to distract from Vietnam. We're full on going to the moon, but why did he? Why were? Why are we going to the moon? Of all the different ways you could um, try to distract from Vietnam, why the moon in particular? The main one of the main reasons why the U.S. announced the the moon was because we were so far behind on other space stuff. But we were like, we need to announce a goal that is so far out that even though we're behind, that's like a small percentage of the total goal. So it's like we lost in a sprint, and we're like, what are you doing? I was running a marathon mm. this whole time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we just moved the goalposts as far back as we could. This football to match give us time is to like up. 30 quarters long, so it's no problem. Exactly, exactly. We got you right where we want you, because this game lasts for 10 years. 
So it was intentionally a very like long out goalpost moving thing. But the other reasons for the moon is like, you know, what are the other great accomplishments? I mentioned the Mariana Trench earlier, right? Other things, other like flying across the Atlantic on an airplane, climbing to Everest, like Everest is far away. The Mariana Trench is too wet. The plane over the Atlantic is too like theoretical. You're not there for any of it. The moon is right fucking there all the and time. And everyone can see it. So when there are people on the moon, not all the time, they're the daytime, but still, when people are on the moon, you can look up anywhere and be like, there's a person there right now. Whereas you can't just like look. If, if Everest was as close to our brains as the moon is every day, I think we would treat that accomplishment the way we treat the moon landing. The fact that the moon is like so present, I think, is a really cool pick for Ooh. why it makes so much sense for this. Allow me to be a woman. Please. Um, the, the moon is... Okay, we, we haven't even gotten into this, but we all know that the moon is a girl and mm -hmm. the sun is a boy. Mm -hmm. And I think I did the moon say little sister, represents... Yeah. yeah, you did say little sister, which was correct. And I didn't say anything <laughs> about that because you're right. So the moon is a girl. And also, I think, like, let's not overthink this. We had a bunch of men running the globe... And they're all fighting over a woman, the moon, ah. our closest, our closest um, common babe. I assume that you're not getting to the section yet about the ocean and menstruation. But when we get there, we no. can get into how gendered this topic is. Um, I'll yes, just wait I, patiently I, until up. you talk about Please. menstruation and the ocean. Please, and when and if that doesn't happen, if you're listening at home and you didn't hear that section later, it might be it's probably just because it we got edited out for being too funny. Yeah. Okay, um, so wait, uh, question though, and too yes. well informed, <laughs> yes. too well informed, All the too, too scientific. Um, I, if you were if you were in charge and you had to move the goalposts far and we weren't going to pick the moon, what would all of your pitches be? For this is the thing that's gonna put us on top. Destroy um, the rings of Saturn. Fuck them rings up. <laughs> you, you think that would scare Russia, man? If we fucked up the rings of Saturn, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, think about what we'll do I, to I the mean, Kremlin. We did actually be, before the U.S. decided to land on the moon. They did talk about as a early mission to launch a nuke into the moon. Yeah. That would hit the moon and explode and send up a bunch of moon rocks, and those would settle back to Earth, and then we'd know what the moon was made of, which is uh, terrible. It's made of irradiated moon rocks. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who <laughs> Weird. Yeah, weird. This is made of bomb fragments. What about oh, <laughs> ladder to heaven? Shake Jesus' oh, yeah. hand, and then you win the globe. <laughs> Yeah. Then you win the yeah. world. Yeah, whoever controls Jesus' hand controls Probably the earth. We, yeah, I think that's right. Like, Jesus is like, humanity's left me hanging for too long. Yeah. Thank you for, get, for, yeah. for daps. We already we we tried that once. <laughs> Plant a flag in heaven right into uh -huh. Jesus Christ Redeemer's foot. And then you oh. win. There's yeah. already a hole there. That's, exactly. my good, that's my good foot. Yeah, I mean, the problem is we already tried um, that once. And look how, how fucked the much fuck that fucked up everything already, right? Wait, which the part? Was that, oh, the Tower, Tower of Babel. Babel. Yeah, we already tried that. And oh, yeah, it course. went horribly for yeah. us. And now we all speak these different languages. What, we need more languages? You know, no. Because yeah. America wasn't in charge of the Tower of Babel. That's true. Just give us a shot. That's true. Yeah. So now we've got the mission. We know why we're doing it. We know how we got here. It's time for the, uh, this is the grand, this is the point of all this. The Apollo 11 moon landing was the best thing ever for two reasons. Number one, it was live on television. So it's this incredible accomplishment. It's the thing we all wanted to have happen. It had all this, it had all this baggage coming with it. It was good. But it also happened 
on live TV. And it was something like 650 uh, million people watched at the same time as this live broadcast. And I've got some images here that I love. There's one of uh, a house in Japan. There's one of the Sydney airport where people are gathered around the television in the duty-free shop to watch this happen. And there's a photo of Pope Paul VI in Vatican City watching a person land on the moon with his hands up like, hell yeah, we're landing on the moon right now. And the, this if, if I talked to my parents about this because they were both around when this happened. And they're like, my mom was like, oh, we went to my friend who had the biggest television at the time, which was probably like 14 inches or something. But it was still like, we, we went to the, my friend of the biggest TV. We all watched it. And my dad had this memory of an earlier Apollo mission where they splashed down in the ocean. And they, that was a live broadcast from the ship. And at the time, it was the craziest thing he could ever imagine. It was a camera broadcasting live from a ship. And then later, later we're watching it from the moon. Live footage of him walking down the ladder on the moon is the most incredible thing that anybody could have imagined, with the slight exception maybe of the white Bronco. Like, naming a moment where everyone is caring about the news and it's not bad news is almost impossible. Every mm. major Earth news story that everybody watches at the same time is a horror show. And this was the one time where everyone tuned into the news at the same time for good news. Yeah. And I think I that mean, is pretty cool. You w think about something like this now, and it's just like you, how quickly people would be like denying that it's real, yeah. saying that it's, it's it's not happening, pointing out inconsistencies. Like I, I genuinely, I, I'm sure there was somebody on this night who was like, "This shit's fake as hell." But I mean, I, there, I'm sure I'm sure there were, but, but the like, number we, of people, like I guess it's all the cool people at the same time not thinking that. Whereas well, normally was, we spread out our thinking that stuff is normal. There's also this, you know, this, you know, pre kind of, you know, Watergate. This is the beginning of Vietnam. You know, like the distrust in our institutions and our government wasn't as strong of a thing then, right? So yeah, like this might even be the high point in respect for institutions. Yeah, is this was the thing the institutions did that's the most impressive. But you gotta like also humanity as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk right. about humanity next. That's that's my other point. So this point number two for why the landing on the moon is the best thing ever is we did it. And what I mean by that specifically is so Michael Collins, uh, national treasure, uh, the late Michael Collins, um, during an interview about the moon said like one of the things that surprised him the most was when after they came back, they went on a world tour. They were going around the world, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies, whatever, talking like celebrating the achievement. And what he said was everywhere he went in the world, people would shake his hand and say, we did it. People in India would say, we did it. People, people in Turkey would say, we did it. Everywhere he went, people said, we did it. And I'm sure part of him was like, actually, I feel like more like I did it. And you didn't mm -hmm. do anything. But um, that like and he like teared up when he was telling the story. And that I had not thought of that. But the fact that everybody's gut reaction wasn't like. You won the space race. It was humanity did a thing. That wasn't the purpose of it. It was absolutely uh, uh, just uh, 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 trying to glorify the U.S. And you know, that's why it was a race. But the effect was people can do anything. And that is really cool and surprising. I, I mean, I, I love this. And also, I think... Absolutely, people could say this to Michael Collins, but maybe not to the other guys. Where it's like, well, if Michael Collins did it, I definitely did it also. I don't know. Uh, we're gonna, okay, well, actually, that, so that's the end of that presentation. I want to do two quick bonuses. The first one, since you mentioned that, is called Wait in the Van, Mike. Okay, 
Michael Collins, if you guys don't know, is the was the coolest fucking guy. Michael Collins is so dope. Uh, he's so funny. He's like he was definitely like the CEO of being funny on all the space missions. Uh, so if you guys, for those of you don't know, Michael Collins, just a reminder, is the guy. There were three of them on Apollo Eleven. Uh, Buzz and Neil touched the moon. Mike stayed in the uh, command module and orbited the moon by himself, waiting for them to come back. And he's the getaway he driver. He was the getaway driver. He's the getaway moment, driver of the moon heist. That's exactly right. He's the getaway yeah. driver of the moon heist. He was ready at any minute for like, drive, Mike, yeah. drive. And then they yeah, would exactly. crash up to it and then take off. Um, he had some cool like, end right choreography the, and music that he was doing. Yeah, yeah. You, could, you could hear that. I mean, like, everybody who hears this thinks Mike was sad. That it's like there was a sticker on the command module that said, like, do not disturb Mike. He's got his favorite music and the air conditioning is on. He's doing fine or whatever. <laughs> and that he was secretly very sad. He, when every interview about it, like, it's not just that he's pretending to not be sad about this. Like, the concept of the question of him being sad doesn't make any sense to him. Like, the thing that he said, he was like, people would call him General Mike because that was his rank. And he'd be like, no, 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 you call me Lucky Mike. That's the only thing that I want to go by because I can't believe the stuff I've gotten to do every step of the way. And when they said, like, hey, you're going to go fly the command module around the moon, he was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest assignment anyone has ever gotten. Yeah. And he felt that way the whole time. He was never, as far as I can tell, there's never a sliver of his mind that was like, I wish I touched the dirt. The whole time he was like, it's so scary that they're going to come back up here and I have to drive them away. Yeah. He was stressed like almost the whole time uh, because the rocket to take off from the moon, like the when the lander came back to rendezvous with him, they couldn't test that rocket because it used these like super, super dangerous fuels. And so uh, there was a big chance it didn't work. And he was terrified the whole time. But also he was just cruising around the moon reading books. He just like brought a book and was just kicked back in the because he orbited for, I think, two days just. And and when you orbit the moon, you guys got to remember. The, on the one half, easy communication. You're on the phone with NASA. When you go around the back, no conversation. And when you are on that's that, where the Transformers live. Exactly. He Have was you seen Transformers, Transformers. the Moon? That's where <laughs> yeah, they yeah. hang out. So you had to weave into the Decepticon view all the whole time. People um, people refer to Michael Collins as the loneliest man alive for 21 hours because he not only was he alone in this thing and he had no communication, but there's this photo that he took that has the lunar lander going towards the moon and the earth in the distance. And in that photo, Michael Collins is the only human alive or dead to ever exist that is not currently in that photo. <laughs> it's the whole earth, the two people in the command in the lander, and then he's not in the photo. On the other side, it's just uh, him and the Autobots. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he, in that way, he's kind of like the moms on vacation where it's like, why isn't mom in the picture? She was always the one saying, let's take a picture. Yeah, uh, yeah. Michael took that picture and isn't in it. But, um, but in addition to all this, Michael Collins is so funny. Uh, my favorite thing is he got rejected the first time he applied to the astronaut program. And he, he claims the reason was they were doing an inkblot test. And after all the inkblots, there was an empty, there was a blank page. And he just kept going and he turns the page and he's like, oh, this looks like. 11 polar bears fucking in a snowbank and that the psychologist did not laugh and like made a mark and then he was immediately rejected from the wow. astronaut program for being too goddamn funny yeah no dad jokes they might not NASA. get out of the yeah yeah they might not get out of this craft they might just sit and listen to mike stand-up routine the whole time i can't have hours. that yeah anyway so mike collins national treasure um, yeah. All right. And then lastly, 
my last bonus. This is called Leave Only Footprints. So uh, this is the campsite rule. You guys are familiar, right? Leave Only Footprints, take mm-hmm. only pictures, whatever. Um, yeah, okay. What are... How much... Like, what stuff's on the moon? How much stuff is on the moon right now? How much a stuff lot. do we leave on the moon? We got a few... Fl- we got a flag, oh. at least. We got uh-huh. some vehicles. Uh-huh. We... I think we left a we golf, got golf balls. Mm-hmm. We got um, a bunch of trash. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically, like, you know that you guys know that scene in Mad Men when they go for the picnic, and at the end, Don just stands up and shakes off the carpet, and trash yeah. goes everywhere, and they yeah. leave. That's yeah. what I imagine the moon is. I like. mean, that is a very good description. You're absolutely right. So there, there's currently five hundred thousand pounds of human stuff Whoa. on the moon. 500,000 pounds. Minus about 850 pounds of moon rocks we took back. So mm. we left it 499,000 pounds uh, of stuff. Uh, that includes wow. 70 different spacecraft. So not only, like when the, the, lunar, the lunar lander went down and then part of it lifted off, but the base of it stayed there. Yeah. Um, there are six flags, that's true, uh, which makes it a theme park. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also, like, TV equipment they set up, science stuff, a bunch of experiments that are supposed to be there. There's, like, seismic uh, detectors. There's a retroflector so we can measure how far the moon away is with, with lasers. There is trash. There's food wrappers. There are, as previously teased, 100 bags of human poo on the moon. Exactly, though? Uh, the, that's weird, I mean, too. I'm guessing this is an estimate, but this is the article that I was reading said 100 pounds, or 100 bags. 100 packets they could of sell poo. that, right? Like... No, it's on the moon. No. It's too hard to get I to. Mean, no, but like, the I, shipping's too expensive. We'll corner the, look, guys, who wants to get in on our new Kickstarter? <laughs> <laughs> right? We'll get, we'll, we'll get like, uh, some like, Republic services and, and to, to start fund our next moon mission as well, right? To harvest this really excellent mm-hmm. high uh, rarity uh, moon poop. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's there's mm-hmm. not a lot out there. We can corner the market really easily. Get in on the ground floor. There is a market for stuff that has been be to the NFT, moon, uh, but it's not legal. There was like a there was a scandal in the seventies where one of the later I say Apollo sixteen astronauts agreed for twenty five thousand dollars a person to take a book of space themed stamps in their pocket to the moon and mm-hmm. back, and then they'd be, the other the dealer would be able to sell them for way more money. And they got caught and then ended up giving the money back. But the uh, just which is also hilarious, just that people like stamps that much. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, we just we left a lot of stuff up there. Uh, uh, there's a plaque, a series of medals for fallen astronauts. But also it's not just there's 70 spacecraft because it's not just the the uh, Apollo landers. But before that, we were sending robots. And uh, the first things that we sent up that were Russia beat us to that one, too, which is called Luna, which was a probe that just crashed into the moon. And it was full of coins, basically, that had like uh, ru- the Russian symbol on the side of the coin. And it smashed into the moon and spread those all over the place. Um, but yeah, we've had 70 spacecraft land on the moon uh, in different plus plus uh, at, at least a couple of cars that we just left up there. Cars? What do you mean? You like, like a drive a around? <laughs> uh, I believe they were moon buggies. They're not. Oh. I don't know what the brand yeah. of them was, but yeah, we, two of the later moon missions brought buggies so that they could go further away from the spaceship before their time ran out. So they just like cars. filed the VIN off of a Toyota's <laughs> the moon Civic. shop. <laughs> yeah, classic, yeah. classic moon shop. Um, okay, so those are my two bonuses. That's uh, just a side quest I went on while I was researching it. But that's it. That's my argument for the moon landing being the best thing ever. Uh, we did it. Oof. And we did it live on TV. Hmm. <laughs> but what if we didn't do it? Yeah, that's the real what thing. What if it was all fake? 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, what if I, the I moon doesn't this. exist? Because we've never actually, we've not, we've never only not been to the moon. We haven't been past the ice wall that surrounds sure. our flat Earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cue so, uh, Buzz Aldrin like punching your face into your frame right now. <laughs> he just shows up in your apartment and just punches you in the face. Buzz Aldrin will not stand week. for this. No. The, the effect, the funniest thing to me is if this was fake, that they still made Michael Collins not land on the moon. The fact, if they faked this and couldn't just say three of you went to the moon, they had to say one of you had to wait and, the, and be the getaway driver, is so funny. But the other things that I, the other thing I think is so funny about it is the, if we faked Apollo 11, and then we also faked 12, and then we faked 13 not working... And then we faked Apollo 14 going to the moon again. Like, even when America didn't give a shit, no one was watching. We were bored of moon missions. And they were like, we got to keep faking these moon missions that no one's watching. Like, that is the funniest part to me. And then at 17, they were like, ah, we're out of money to fake moon landing. So we're going to fake giving up on this program and start the fake space shuttle program instead. That's the parts that make me laugh when I think about it. Could be true. Sounds like Hollywood to me. I mean, yeah. it's right. Just sequels, a series of yeah. less interesting sequels. Yeah. 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 yeah like, if somebody has to make TV shows that no one watches, you know, just That's because so they're not popular doesn't mean that, you know, there aren't people, underpaid people clicking and clacking back <laughs> That's there. That's so true. I've always said about why the moon landing couldn't be fake. Because if we were faking it, there's no way in hell we would allow a guy named Buzz. To be the first person on the moon. There's just, I, I still can't get over the fact that the, one of the most important human beings ever is a guy called Buzz. I have a, a boomer father, and I swear to God, like, three out of his, like, ten friends are named Buzz. It was Buzz. just kind yeah. of a, it was like, yeah, I think it was kind of like. Well, yeah, they're all Air Force Scott. jocks, so they have buzz cuts. Yeah, it's an easy yeah. one. One other thing I, I uh, one one other thing about the moon landing being fake is uh, when I went to the Johnson Space Center in Texas, uh, the first thing that you do when you pay to get into the like tourist area, you pay, you walk in, and they put you into a green screen machine where they take a photo of you and make it look like you're on the moon. Mm. Like they're not even hiding the technology to fake a moon landing. They put it front mm. and center at the Johnson Space Center. So. If you want to see how they did it, just walk in there and pay $35 for a photo of you on the moon. All right, let's go on from there, and let's rank this on the master list after we do a quick ad. Mm. This week's episode is brought to you by the Awesome Coffee Club, the coffee subscription service from author John Green, where you can get a one-time or a recurring uh, coffee delivery of really awesome coffee in light or dark roast. 100% of the profits are donated to reduce maternal and childhood mortality in Sierra Leone. And you can get 30% off your order of a recurring subscription or of a uh, one-time subscription. You can get 30% off by entering promo code Alex Falcone when you go to awesomecoffeeclub.com slash Alex Falcone and become a member of the Awesome Coffee Club. And they got this really great little... Uh, I like this little Pelican guy on, back on the mug. mug. Pelican drinking a coffee is really nice. The He's coffee chill. tastes 10% better. I think mm. you will. Yeah, and 3% off, 10% better. At that <laughs> price, you can't afford not to. <laughs> AwesomeCoffeeClub.com slash Alex Falcon, and we appreciate them supporting the podcast. All right, let's go to the list. Ezra, will you please read as quickly as you can the 24 best things ever on the master list in order from starting at one. Got to warm up. Okay. 
Number one, warm bed beverages brought to you by Awesome Coffee Club. Number two, firefighters. Number three, chickens. Number four, Zelda. Number five, arcades. Number six, a small step for man, giant leap for mankind, and also women's basketball. Number seven, human children. Number eight, my neighbor Totoro. Number nine, pro wrestling. Ten, romance novels. Eleven, trees. Twelve, Star Wars. Thirteen, vice columns. Fourteen, variety. Fifteen, the sun. Sixteen, fresh bread. Seventeen, Nordic track. Hunter's not here to know what it is or not. Uh, 18. But I assume mm, he doesn't. Yeah, still. Uh, stand-up comedy, 18. 19, powerlifting. 20, cat videos. Uh, I'm following you. Okay, uh, 21, playing Halo with the boys. 22, half-assing it. 23, new metal. 24, Waffle House. All right. Where's so, the showdown that you guys want? I think that's, that's where I want to rank it. Like, like. Um, I wanted to tell you a quick, really, uh, a side funny thing about Star Wars, because I forgot about this. When I was describing, when I was talking to my wife about how sad it is that all these nerds just want to make go to space and they keep having to be forced to make weapons and killing lots and lots of people. Um, she pointed out, I think truly that, uh, nerds are not disinterested in war because quote, it's not called star peace. I, so that was, that was Megan's point like is that, that nerds love war cause they love star Wars. But the death star, I bet they were like, yo, can we just go around and like visit other planets? And they're like, uh, I don't know if like the empire is going to go for it. Like, well, what if we right? had a laser yeah. in the middle of it? If we had a planet-killing laser, then the, we can get funding from yeah, the Empire. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely what would have happened. Yep. Yep. I mean, we are going back to the moon, right? Isn't that a thing that's happening? Like they Dude, are currently Russia prepping? just go to the moon, like, this week? Am I making that so, up? So, not not people. Uh, they were Russia is oh. sending another uh, moon rover, I believe. Um, there was another moon. I, uh, did, I think Israel just sent a moon rover. Um, there was a, there's been a, oh, a few India? recent launches Maybe? of India, India. That's what it was. Uh, India had a moon rover recently that, uh, they try trying again. Um, but yeah, Ru Russia just sent another lander on the moon called Luna 25. Um, which is the, 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 the first time that anyone crashed anything in the moon was called Luna one. So they're still counting. Um, so the Artemis program from NASA is supposedly going to send, people back to the moon uh the thing about going to the moon is it's so expensive and it really isn't that useful like scientifically mm. the moon is like meh i mean the first time was great and we put some experiments there but after that we don't get a lot out of each one and so p subsequent presidents sometimes announce new moon missions try to get some of that sweet apollo juice that kennedy got and johnson got and it's just not i don't know I'm not convinced. Supposedly, the Artemis program right now that they're working on is going to launch a moon base that will orbit first, so we can go there as a stopover, and then a permanent settlement on the moon. And all of it is just so hard to fathom actually getting funded fully. Um, but yeah. my, my point is, you know, moon landings coming back, new metal coming back. <laughs> I, Human I, children. I, Coming back. back, yeah. Um, I, I sort of think that you know, like, I, I don't know. Like you said, the moon landing is coming back. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think new metal. I got more an appreciation for my presentation on new metal than I got mm -hmm. from your presentation on the moon here. You know, that's a little harsh. Um, yeah, I just like look. I, I just I didn't know. I look. I do, I went into this knowing how I felt about the moon. I went into new metal not knowing how I feel about corn, and I was genuinely surprised <laughs> by the results I got. So what so, you're saying yeah. is you've compared two things, and you're going to give it to you. Yeah, I mean, I just you're I feel let you like have it. I just kind of like um, I just feel like 
the moon is a good thing, but it's 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 uh I I don't think it deserves to be super high up on the list. Okay. I'm gonna throw out an open the volley there. The only worldwide simultaneous good news, and you think uh, it's not as good as corn. Mean, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing, mm. Alex. We can agree that whatever that was doing for humanity, it didn't take. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like that's the thing. I don't want to be reminded that humanity used to suck slightly less than it does mm. now. Just the idea that like nothing. Go- oh yeah, uh, something good happened once. Congratulations, nothing yeah. good is we ever going yeah, to happen it's again. Not, it's not an inherent flaw in humanity. Um, we could not be trash bags to yeah. each other, but we still are. So I don't know what that says <laughs> yeah. about us now. Like I, I look at the moon landing and I see. The potential of humanity. I look at new metal and I see humanity, humanity for what it is. I see its ugly face and its jinko jeans, and I see it being it's, it's upset and upset. Yeah. Um, um, I want. I want. Yeah, to know interesting. I, know, I want to know where Bree is, and I want Bree. I want you to bring in all your other moon-based uh, associations for this one as well. Great. Yeah. Well, I do feel that what we're talking about is subjugation and domination of the moon and not <laughs> and not living in, in symbiosis. Because what are what are we celebrating here? The fact that there's mm-hmm. 500,000 pounds of garbage on a planetary body and a and a grip of poo poo pee pee and bags. <laughs> That's not an achievement. But uh. I think like the era of. <laughs> Fake achievements, symbolic achievements is over. I don't think we will ever mm. again be like, hooray, we scaled the Milky Way. We have <laughs> Yep. We we swam to to Neptune is like not the not the the name of the game anymore. We gotta do real things. Um, if we were talking about dancing in the moonlight or mm. understanding the thin veil between the ocean and moon's relationship, that would be a lot different. And we're so far away from that. Uh, the tides allow for a bunch of different kinds of fish to live. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Alex, you blew it. You could have been surfing, talking about that surfing. this whole time. Instead, I got to hear fish. about Lyndon B. Johnson and him <laughs> shitting in front of his aides. <laughs> well, I didn't add that part for what it's worth. You're good for a great point. No, that was Somebody in there. Somebody yeah, that, that into was, my presentation. Uh, well, so, so Brie, where would you put it, right? Is it, is it, is it, is it better so, than the middle? Is it better than the sun? Dancing, by, Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest, number one. Mm. Yes. Subjugating Easy. and Conquering the Moon, 25. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what? how do you feel about Dancing in the Moonlight by Thin Lizzy? Because that's my favorite Dancing in the Moonlight oh. song. I th- I would put that mm, probably in the top ten, but not. Yeah, it's, it's a good song. Well, I really like song. Dancing in the Moonlight. It's my favorite Thin Lizzy song. Um, and I like a lot of Thin Lizzy songs. Yeah, Boys so Are Back. that's saying something. Boys Are Back in Town is great. Uh, Jailbreak's obviously great. Whiskey and the Joe's amazing. Um... <laughs> But Dancing in the Moonlight is just a beautiful song. I'm sure. Great bass line. Yeah. Bree, you could do this in karaoke very well, I'm sure. Buzz Aldrin came back from the moon and he started painting. Isn't that true? Which of the which of the astronauts came back and they started painting Michael with Collins moon dust? Michael Collins painted a lot. I don't know if the other ones did, but I do know that uh, Michael Collins was a good painter. Michael Collins also wrote his own autobiography and two other books without 
any help from any other writers. And there, it, it, his autobiography, everyone says, is the best book by an astronaut that's ever been written, um, which is you know pretty narrow. Subject. We get it. You are obsessed with this dude. <laughs> I. Well, yeah. he, he died in 2001, but I would uh, would have liked to have been his friend. He seemed like a good guy. So um, cute. Alex, I, I, you get historical crushes so easily. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do fall in love easily. That is uh, true. So I, here's the thing. Um, I would put, I feel comfortable putting the moon right above the sun because um, like whenever the moon gets you know, blocks out the sun, people do freak out about it and it is possible. So it's like, it's like an underdog, but like it can take it when it has to. So I would pit the moon in front of the sun because when the moon dies, it's not going to kill us all, which I think is very nice of the moon. <laughs> I'm not sure it wouldn't. Uh, bring some fish probably, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But like when the sun dies, it's going to like really yeah, fuck up yeah, a lot yeah, of stuff. That's an issue. It's pretty rude. Um, um, cool. it, it, it does seem possible that without the moon's gravity, the Earth, uh, are, it, that the moon's gravity is stabilizing the tilt of the Earth, and that the Earth would tilt very, could vary wildly, which would uh, take that well, uh, cause a lot of extreme weather events, variety, and even ice which ages. we know is a good thing. Yeah. Variety is up there. Um, yeah, those are interesting points. Also, the the moon represents the night, and the sun represents the day, and I don't think. Anybody in this podcast is going to come out hard for why the day is better than the night? The night rules. Uh, all right, Batman. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, it's cool to stay up late. It's not like cool to wake up early. Yeah, night, night, is, night, yeah. Is a cool, night is a cool time. Night's dope. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't... Sometimes I know, like... Do you ever just wish that, like, James Cameron was into space as much as he's into the ocean? Mm. Like, I truly believe that if, if James Cameron was into space, we would be on Mars at this point as a civilization. Like, <laughs> he would have gotten us there. But he's so obsessed with the water, which is also cool. I find it less cool. But I, I, he's like all the work he's done there is awesome, is neat. But like, yeah, he, I wish he, he had some of that energy. Like, what if we space? went to space and what we found there was more water? <laughs> Yeah, he likes water. You got he likes water. Man, man likes what he likes. Uh, water Mars, but yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mars wet, soggy, soggy Mars. Oh man, soggy Did James Mars. Cameron make water water? Am I making that up? No, no. He made, water made, he made Avatar though. Huh. Uh, some guy who doesn't get a work again because he made water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he didn't make Water uh, Mars, the, yeah. the way better yeah. movie. Kevin Reynolds. Well, I, I got. Yeah, I got a oh. question. Do you think if we eventually get to Mars, it will have that kind of moon landing feel to it? Oh, yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, it, it won't be the same like we didn't think it was possible because the moon did it. Like, and also because we had we have way more pictures of the surface of Mars. We've had rovers there sending us back live footage for a long time. So we know Mars better than we knew the moon. We really did not know what the moon was going to look like at the time. Um, so it will not be as big, but like, it will be crazy to watch on TV. And I do think everyone is going to be tuned into the live stream on the website formerly known as twitter.com to watch the, uh, live broadcast from Mars or whatever. Um, we'll be watching yeah. the I mean, indictment of, of, uh, Jared and Yvonne, Ivanka and, uh, uh it'll be interrupted. I, <laughs> it will, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll get cut off. Uh, the the other thing about Mars. So I said the moon's far away. The moon takes three days to get to. It's very far away. Mars is like a year and a half, I think, at best. Like, I so there, we will have had a lot of time 
of the astronauts broadcasting from their tiny little ship full of bags of poo <laughs> on the way to Mars. It's a long trip. Um, probably have a toilet, just for the record. Most of them will get there. They'll well, already be canceled. No one will want to hear from them because of shit they you, said on their live streams on their way to work. Oh, my God. A year and a half of podcasting straight, there's yeah, no yeah. way they're going to be all right. No one's yeah. going to care about the moment. So as it's, they don't poo into the bags. You poo into the toilet. If freeze dries them into bags, then you throw them on the That's moon. That's definitely why I thought the first time around, yes. <laughs> you poop into a vacuum cleaner. That's how space works. Yeah. This is a silly question, Alex. Why don't we ever go the other way? I'm listening. Why don't we head to the other planets towards the sun? Like, I get oh, it's going to be really hot and spicy, but like... It, I mean, the spiciness is a real issue. Venus yeah. is fucked up. Venus is like, hey, would you like it if it rained acid most of the time? Like diamonds, though, right? Or something like that. I feel like supposedly yeah, diamond diamonds rain on Venus would yeah. sound cool. Oh. We, yeah, like, like we what? Have, yeah, we have. Why rovers. are we so obsessed with going this way when we should yeah. be going that way? You know, we have, like we have robots like rolling around Mars right now. When we send robots to to Venus, they disintegrate before they land, and well, they it's better cool. Robots. Yeah, but it's really Probably rough. Yeah. material. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I don't know how to participate in this. I'm too sad. Well, so wherever you guys want to put it, I don't care. I feel like I made a very strong really case, did. and it fell it fell on deaf ears, no. and that is just how it's going to go today. I am not going to... Okay, so what, I, my work here is done. I guess there's two, there's two ways I can do it. Is there anything that I can give you... And like the maybe below the top ten that would make you feel good. I guess is the question. I mean, I love I love it being next to the sun. I think it yeah. should hang out with its buddy, the okay. sun. I think yeah. that is beautiful. Um, I think it should be above the sun. I would rather like look at the moon than look at the sun. Looking at the sun hurts me. Looking at the moon is cool. Yeah. So is it funny? I think it hurts if you look right. At is the it moon funnier too, to but. put it right below Star Wars? Advice columns or variety. I think that's like that's the kind of the range. I I think it should be below Star Wars. Personally. I think it's funny I think it should if, be if above. fake space stuff is yeah, better I than think, real I space think that stuff. That is right. Yeah. It's better funny. shot on the whole. Even though it's incredible, it's better shot when it's fake. Yeah. Um, or it was fake both times, and so they're similar. And which one had a better plot? Star Wars. Did. Yeah, absolutely. So you want thirteen Star Wars, or do you want fifteen just better than the sun? Uh, no, I, I think uh, below Star Wars. Thir- I think thirteen is the moon. I think yeah. So twelve Star Wars, thirteen the moon. moon. That's 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 the funny. That's the funny. That's that's where. It- so if you were reading from back to front, you'd be like the moon, and then that's no moon. That's Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Back to back. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The new number thirteen is the moon. Just below Star Wars and just ahead of advice columns. All right, let's do some business and go home. I want to hi- highlight two quick uh, YouTube comments, youtube.com slash Alex Falcone, where you can watch the visuals of the show. Uh, our good friend Robin, friend of the show Robin, said uh, we had a long riff about Jesus dinner, and she just pointed out you only have to order one entree, and it's enough food for the whole table. So we were talking oh, yeah. about how he split the check at the Last Supper. He only had to pay for his own meal. He didn't have to split mm. it. It was only the one entree. It's a good point. Server would have been annoyed. Except split like, the entree, not yeah. the check. Yeah, that's the, that's I, the Jesus way. Yeah. I think you no, you still have to tip on the on price the value it of it. would have been for everything. That's yeah, fair. right, Bray? You I'd tip on the so. value of the whole meal? I hope so. Well, it depends on where you split the loaves and fish. If if it's in the kitchen and the wait staff staff is still bringing them out, you better tip them on that. Oh, they gotta wash the plates, don't Mm. they? But if they bring one, if they bring one fish out as an entree, and then they turn around, they look back and you're like, "Wait, you guys, how do you all get fish?" Then we don't have to tip them as much. I think if there's fish stuff all over the table, you better tip on that because they're cleaning it up. 
I mean, Jesus loved hanging out with sex workers. I feel like he also supported the service industry. I think he tipped uh, on the whole meal. No, see, I, I think you're looking at it all wrong because Jesus, you know, he may have been cool, but the second Jesus came around, the church came around. And when the church came around, tithing came around. So mm. they were like, you know what? We're just going to hold on to your tip as you're tied this week. Uh, so you get oh, no oh, tip. I thought you were you gonna know? say he passed around the empty bread basket to all the the no, apostles no. and collected a tithe to pay for the meal. No, no, he took the tip from the servers to tithe in the church, and then good, said uh, like, point. He, he, "I'm gonna pay you back a hundred Jesus times. is the kind of guy who, on the receipt where it says tip, he's like, "Thank you, follow <laughs> Jesus." Buy, buy IBM stock, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right, and then the other comment I want to do highlight is from at, at Jeffer1681, which I assume is his birth year. Jeffer says, uh, this is one of the top, so this is on the chicken episode last week. This is one of the top episodes for sure, but how did you manage to talk about chickens and bingo in the same episode without mentioning chicken drop, the considerably less cruel way to gamble with chickens. So you did talk, Anthony, a lot about making chickens fight and gambling on that, but you didn't mention chicken drop. Are you familiar with chicken drop, Anthony? I have no idea what is chicken pooping, drop pooping is. Chicken drop. In a bag? Yep, pooping. I've seen this done with ducks. I've seen it done with cows, but you get a grid on a field. You, make, you paint a grid. You number each of the squares, and then people put money on the squares, <clears> and then you toss a chicken in, and he runs around, and when the first square he poops on, that person gets the pot. The pot. Uh, it's, a, it's a funnier game. It is yeah. funny. It is a little... I think uh, unseemly, a little gross to just yeah. like be staring at chickens hole that way. But uh, you're right, Jeffer. I think that is a nicer way to gamble when chickens are involved. Mm. I've never actually yeah. done this. I've heard about this a lot, but I've never been a place where they actually do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, people used to not have a lot going on. That's really, I think, <laughs> the main thing we learned about history from this show every week yeah. is that life. I mean, we complain about this hellscape we live in nowadays, but like, at least we're not bored in this hellscape. You're so right. People used to really. We're not betting on not chicken have poo right now. Going on, yeah. I don't know. I can right, see Mr. Leave. Beast rolling this out next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is the show. Our theme music is by at Matrix. Our logo design is at Tom Typography. You can find us on Instagram at BTE Pod and on YouTube, youtube.com slash Alex Falcone. You can leave us an honest five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and you can email us mail at bestthingeverpodcast.com. You can support the show and support maternal health by joining the Awesome Coffee Club, awesomecoffeeclub.com slash Alex Falcone. Use the promo code Alex Falcone at checkout to get 30% off your awesome coffee purchases. You can also support us directly by becoming a Patreon, patreon.com slash btpod. Some of the people who support us at an absurdly high level are our producers, Ranger Patrick, John the Consigliere, the Duke of Jill, the best assistant regional manager, Sean, and Claire. Um, really quick, the truths and a lie from earlier. The lie was Ezra. I made up that you won a mail-in pun, pun contest, and what did you do? <laughs> You dropped the hottest pun on us in... I don't know if anyone thought that was fake, because you were so fast. This, this is this is a stock pun joke. There's like there's literally a pun mm -hmm. contest joke thing that I think that my friend Aaron Mandel taught me in uh, like a uh, high school cross-country team. So I had this yep. locked and loaded for like 25 years. Well, speaking of Wait. high school cross-country, I definitely did stop in the middle of a high school cross-country meet, a competitive meet. I was not going to win, but it was a in town, and it was like a long way and then over a couple blocks and then back and I figured and like three quarters of the way out there was a 7-Eleven and so I just ducked into the 7-Eleven ate it, the drank a Slurpee finished the whole thing caught up with the race in the same position as they came around the other side I, I finished like 48th out oh. of 50 but I finished with a wait. blue mouth are you saying wait 
So you won't lie about me being a dad in a month? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, somewhere. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I am not prepared at all. I am so fucked. Um, all right. So uh, this is... Uh, you can follow me at Alex underscore Falcon on TikTok, uh, where you can see... Uh, oh, you can see about this... Uh, book made out of Legos that's right behind me in this video. It's got a bunch of mice in it right now. Um, Ezra, what? you're available, Ezra Fox, on Blue Sky. What, Anthony? Say you have a book made of Legos yeah, filled with mice? Yes. Yeah, so it look, it's, it's a fake book, but you open it up and it's a tiny mouse apartment where they're living their tiny mouse lives, and they're, they're called the Cheesingtons. Wait, there's actually mice. Uh, Lego mice. Well, no, they're Lego mice, not mice. Oh, mice. okay. I was so I was like, what? You're keeping yeah. mice? What? I would love to, but the, the whole point, the whole problem here is I'm not allowed to have pets in my apartment, including mice. Um, and you, you follow that shop? rule? Fuck that. <laughs> What's your landlord gonna do? Come in, check on your mice. Get some mice, Alex. Mm. Man up. <laughs> I, I had say, three secret cats for five I years. Say, I should clarify. My landlord says mice are not allowed, and my wife agrees. Oh, so they, they are they're in cahoots on this yeah, one. Uh, she voted. would prefer no mice. All right. Uh, anyway, congratulations, Anthony and Bree. Thanks for hanging out uh, at Bree Pruitt on Instagram. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the show. And and you as well. <laughs> and, and and be with you. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, thank you for bringing the. Uh, we had that great riff about menstruation that uh, I'm sure made the final edit. I really appreciate you spearheading that. <laughs> that long segment. Any, literally any time you want me to come in and, and make it about menstruation, I will because it is about menstruation. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week on more Best Thing Ever. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.